Hey dads, we wanted to have some fun today, so please uh, accept the following uh, comedy. We can go to brunch, go on a long walk, and then go to the grocery store and get all those ingredients for that low-carb, low-fat chicken recipe I've been wanting to try. What's your perfect Father's Day? The kids do not come in and crash my bed. They gently tiptoe downstairs and pour cereal instead. I wake up and my wife gives me a kiss. She says, your breath smells amazing. And look, I made you this. 30 minutes later, I head on down the stairs. And I find my final resting place and put my fanny there. And I love you guys, but if you ask me what I want, I'd say, I won't leave the couch on Father's Day. 67th viewing of Die Hard. There's a sushi truck, it broke down and it's right outside my yard. They say, Pen, we are in trouble, our refrigerator's mucked. Can you help us out by eating everything that's in our truck? So as I start devouring, I turn on channel three. Tiger Woods has made a miracle, bounce back from surgery. And he's dominating Pinehurst and he's 15 under par. And he's texting me because he wants to hang out at the bar. To like hang out with the guys, just guys. We're not going to Perkins. But I tell him no, I'm staying here with everyone I love. And I've got this cooler filled with beer I don't need to get up. And I love you guys, but if you ask me what I want, I'll say I won't leave the couch on Father's Day. My wife comes in and cleans up all the food I didn't eat. And my daughter rubs my back while my four-year-old rubs my feet. And the thermostat is now set at a perfect 63. And my wife and kids are fine with it. Oh, yeah. At 4 p.m., the NFL announces a surprise. They've decided to play 16 games in June just for us guys. Oh my gosh, that play's amazing. Oh, I wish you could see too. But if we showed you game video, the NFL would sue. I have to pee, but my legs asleep. I haven't moved all day. So my family, LeBron's me to the bathroom all the way. And even after that, my wife says, Hey, you want to play? It's time to leave the couch on Father's Day. Sorry. Let's just get a brunch. It's like an hour wait. Yeah, back to the real world, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, thanks for thanks for indulging us for a few minutes. Hey, dads, honestly, I think that what you do is tough. Uh, there's a lot of weight and responsibility with your role as dads, for real. Agreed? Agreed. A lot of responsibility and weight. And we live in a culture sometimes that wants to kind of minimize you. And I think you're amazing, really. Um, I think being dad is, uh, is, is very challenging. And I see a lot of young people who are here to support their dads. And I just want to applaud you, a lot of you. Uh, congratulations, dads, for having the best uh, thing here. And that's your kids. I see them here. Great. Uh, we're going to be in John chapter 10 this morning. If you came uh, with uh, your smartphone, Google John 10. If you came with a Bible, open up to John 10. Uh, amidst a culture where dads are falling by the wayside, they're unfortunately um, not getting a chance to uh, stay engaged with their family, or in some cases, unfortunately, they're abandoning their families uh, because of life's pressures or unmet expectations, whatever. Sometimes there's legit reasons. I want to equip dads with the best dad tools, the best dad tools. And what I think this chapter offers is this. Like Jesus, dads are shepherds and they're the gate of their homes. Let me say it again. 
like Jesus. Dads, we're shepherds. And we serve our homes as the gate of our homes. You're the gate. You're the security of your homes. Look in John 10 as I begin reading in verses 13 and following. I want you to see the role, unique role, Jesus plays for the church. Because I think there are some real similarities uh, that of the role that dads play. Verse 7, rather, not 13. Here it is. Therefore, Jesus said again, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. Verse 9, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they might have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. Uh, The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. Why does the man run away? Because he's a hired hand, and he cares nothing for the sheep. Dads, you care. That's why you don't abandon. Jesus says in verse 14, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep. Skip to verse 17. The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. Jesus found great favor from his father because of his willingness to sacrifice, his own individual willingness to sacrifice for his father and for for humanity. Uh, Jesus teaches us, firstly, I think a great tool for men to get, and that's this idea that Jesus is the gate. Dads, like Jesus, you're the gate. And if you can see this uh, shepherd with his sheep, bringing them into pasture, according to Scholar Adam Smith, who studied uh, shepherding in the Middle East, uh, Adam Smith notes that a typical shepherd, after bringing his flock into pasture, the shepherd is the gate. There is no gate except the shepherd. He literally sleeps between the both entrances of this pasture. He is the gate. That means that any thief, any robber, any predator, a coyote, wolf, bear, <laughs> that wants to come in and maul his sheep, has to maul him first. <laughs> Any of you ever, dads, ever been up late at night and seen something maybe in your neighborhood that woke you up? <laughs> like a, a thief, a robber. I remember one night in my home, I was at the computer and I heard someone out front. And I just turned to my left and there was a guy checking out my green Suburban. And I thought, wow, how thoughtful. He really thinks I've got a nice car. And he was looking up and down it. The problem was it was a little late to be, you know, maybe considering purchasing my car from me. It was 11.30 or 12 at night. And uh, I thought, wow, I wonder why he's doing that. And then I thought, wake up. He's thinking about stealing your truck. And I was like, please. Uh, But uh, (laughs) I know I needed transportation that week. So I'm like, okay, how do you tell a guy you're watching him? You know, not knowing how he's going to respond to that. People don't like to get caught. So I just reached out and tapped the window like, hello, Hello, excuse me. And he saw that he was seen and freaked out, jumped in his car and took off. Uh, Guess what? Dads, that's our job. We're at the gate. We watch the security of our home. 
Now, some of you might be questioning that. Wait a second. No, mom, she's got the gate. How about in your home? Is it, is it not this way? How many of you dads, you're like the default guy to answer the door when no one wants to answer it? It's like, okay, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a solicitor, or they're coming to, they want five or ten minutes to tell you about their religion. really means all day. Or it's the Kirby, you know, vacuum salesman guy. He only wants 20 minutes of your time. Uh, Dad, that's yours, right? What happens when the Girl Scouts come with cookie delivery? Oh, everyone's willing to open the door then. But when it's when you gotta maintain security, when you gotta have that tough conversation or tell someone to go away, you ask Dad, right? Dad's job is to man the gate, to stay at the gate. He's the place, the point of entry. And here's what I think is critical for us dads to realize: we're the ones that have been given the spiritual leadership position in our homes to monitor the hearts of our children. We're the ones who are to be responsible for what our children see uh, in our homes, what they have exposure to in our homes, on TV, on the Internet. We're the ones who guard their hearts. We stand at the gate. That's what we do. We stay engaged. And the way we do that so that we're not passive or unengaged is we maintain our position. And that means our position is to stay in great communication with our chief operating officer. That would be your spouse, man, if you're married. And listen and together oversee the hearts of our family. Uh, another way to do this that I think keeps us engaged is our prayer life. And that is uh, being disciplined and diligent about praying for our children, praying with our children, uh, praying with our spouse couple tools I've been using that I think are great dad tools is uh, when my kids uh, are in their bedroom, when their gate door is shut, I walk down the hall and uh, sometimes will lean a knee or bend a knee or place my hands on their uh, door frame. They don't always want me in the room, surprise, surprise, uh, but I'll take a few minutes and I'll pray for them. Uh, or, or sometimes, like last night, before Melissa and I went to bed, I just kind of place my hand over her. I try to avoid her face. She doesn't like that. And just say, hey, let's have a little prayer. That's my job as, as the gatekeeper, <laughs> is to be leading in the protection of my home uh, in, uh, through, and through prayer. And sometimes I think it's cool for us dads to have a prayer that's handy. Some of you dads may uh, struggle in knowing the right words for a prayer. I found this in a book that I'm walking through with some other men on how to pray. I think it's good to have a written prayer in your wallet that you can go to uh, as a quick verse to pray through for a busy dad. Here's one. Almighty God, to you, our hearts are open. All desires are known, and from you, no secrets are hidden. Cleanse the thoughts of my heart by inspiration of your Holy Spirit that I may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. A little tool for a dad. A prayer for a dad to pray for his kids, to pray for his wife, um, to pray for his day. It keeps him at the gate. That's the first step. Be at the gate. Be engaged in what's happening in your home. It's so tempting to be passive and give that whole role to your spouse and just kind of, you know, go into your man cave and hide. (laughs) Don't do it. Resist that. Stay engaged um, with God and with your children and your spouse. Agreed? Be at the gate, (laughs) because there's a lot of predators, there's a lot of thieves that want to take life from our kids and from our family. Be engaged. 
be at the gate. Secondly, bring life. That means uh, bring life. Look at what Jesus says of his own leadership. First, he says, I'm the gate. That means if you want to get to the Father, it's through Jesus, the gate. But secondly, he says this. He says, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out, and they will find pasture. (laughs) Now, your kids aren't looking for pasture, typically, uh, but they're looking for a place of safety and fun. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I've come that they might have life and have it life to the full. Why did Jesus come? That we would have life and life to the full. He wants us to have it at a maximum level. Dads, you're a part of this. You, you by the Holy Spirit, bring life to your home. You bring fun. This is an old image of, uh, we call it platinum for the playoffs, Intercome High School playoffs, where everyone did their hair in a fun way. Uh, this was a lot of fun for us. Dad didn't participate in it, uh, but all the kids got excited about that. How do you bring fun to your own home? What do you do to bring fun? And I think, dads, it's hard, just like for moms, to set aside all the work and be fully engaged in just bringing some fun, some laughter, and doing some stupid together. I think it's important to do some stupid together in your home and laugh at yourselves out loud. Now, if you're, if you're gifted at stupid, you'll create a lot of opportunities for your kids to laugh at you. Uh, yesterday, I had a real gift. My sons came by the house. Uh, all of them were there, which doesn't always happen, and they wanted to go play basketball. And I didn't want to go. I was tired. I'd already had my run that day, and I didn't want to go, but I decided I just need to go be with them. Anyways, three games later, I barely touched the ball. I'm not fast anymore. I can't get around. I, I play terrible defense, according to them. I'm worthless. But we had a great time together. It was a blast just being out there and getting run over by them and outscored and outplayed. It was an honor just to get to be with them. Dads, our job is to bring life to our homes, to bring fun to our homes. Here's a couple other ways to do that on how to bring life to your home. Uh, One thing we said to our kids, hey, we're planning on taking a vacation this summer. Uh, A week, we'd like you to try to get off work the first uh, week of August. Why don't you guys plan our vacation? Why don't you decide where we go? Okay, you get to pick somewhere in the immediate Sacramento area where you'd like, just kidding, where you'd like to get away and hang out and just have a good time, somewhere in California. And so we've asked them to plan that. You give kids ownership over vacation, it makes them like, wow, our parents are real adults. Maybe we can have fun around them. Uh, You give them an opportunity to do that, it can be really fun. I also think it's really important, dads, that we find a rhythm that works well for us so that when our Friday night comes, we're really able to unplug and be there with our kids and have fun. It's hard. I think you have to find the right rhythm. I'm struggling with that personally, finding the right rhythm so that when my work week ends, I'm able to unplug, and it's hard for me. I'm still working on that. Uh, Let me know if you find out some great tips on how to do that. You've got probably the million-dollar ticket to be able to really unplug from work. It's tough. But dads, we want to bring life to our home. And the way we do that personally is to be plugged in to the one who brings life, Jesus. As you're plugged into him, he's going to give you the peace, the joy, and the character that you're looking for to bring life to your own home. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, I think praying with our wives really helps us with that. Thirdly, you bring life to your home. You serve at the gate of your home. Thirdly, You are the shepherd owner. You're the shepherd owner. Did you see these 
disparaging remarks made about the kind of employee, the kind of worker who's just a hireling. He's described by Jesus as just a hireling. The hireling abandons when things get tough. The hireling abandons when there's a thief, a robber, or a predator. Boy, we have a a word in our home often is, hey, we're owners. Act like an owner. Owners don't abandon. Owners take responsibility. Let me tell you, all the work that's done behind me on these walls, the cabinets that were built out there in the lobby, the beautiful information booth, those were put together by owners of Adventure, volunteers who just said, hey, this is our church. We want to put some time in here. That's it. <laughs> they're, they're, acting, it's, they're acting like owners. And uh, a lot of other volunteers. Another one recently, uh, Diane was on vacation, and another volunteer, Linda Hutchinson, came in and filled in for her all week, did an outstanding job. Uh, owners, we're so excited about what God's doing through our people here. We have an unusually gifted group of congregants that help make things happen around here. We're so grateful for them. Here we go. Uh, If, Dad, the third tool here is the idea of ownership, being the owner. Let me say this. Dads, you're the ones like a small business owner. You set the values of your organization. You set the DNA of your organization. You set the future. You're the planner. You're the one that works with your spouse to talk about what the future might look for your family. You're the owner. Uh, We have a lot more influence than we probably even know. Stepdads, you have tremendous influence that you don't even know. My stepdad, uh, whom I met when I was 17 years old, he was a commercial broker, used to tag me along to help him set up signs. He was trying to sell property in L.A. County. Guess what? He's still my stepdad 30 years later, and he attends Adventure. I'm really proud of him. It's Bob Berry. Bob, raise your hand. There you go. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't have any more use for me in commercial real estate, but uh, I'm very proud of him. And I tell stepdads in our church, hey, you have no idea the influence you can have in the lives of your kids. No idea. He's had tremendous influence in my life. I'm very grateful for him. Speaking of shepherds, being a shepherd owner, I want to ask Dan Matsumbose to come up. Dan is uh, one of our real servants here. He makes Sunday mornings happen. Dan, come on up so, they can, so I can talk about you while you're walking. Uh, Dan just returned from a trip with a group of about eight to ten other men down in Tijuana, Mexico. And I wanted him to talk about the shepherding he saw down there in Tijuana. Dan? We were... We were down in Mexico at the end of March, and we had families and uh, men, so every, thought, was everybody, yeah. kids and everybody. So I want to talk about the work of the Spirit in Mexico, and so um, you'll see some of the pictures of places that we went. Welcome to La Roca. Mexico is a place where the apparent and the unapparent are but a perspective away from each other. Notice the picture of, of this restaurant. Next one. Now, if you stoop a little lower, you notice that the random markings on the, on the stairs are in reality a picture of a woman. You can also see that here, one more picture, and here, next picture. So it's, there's the apparent, and then there's the unapparent. That's what I want to talk about today. Mexico is a colorful place where many think of vacations, but they also think there's also thought of drugs and poverty and danger. The proximity of of poverty and affluence are startlingly apparent. Amid this disparate montage of life, the uh, unapparent work of the Holy Spirit is evident for those with the right perspective. Carlos and Rosie, 
along with a few other workers, are engaged in a broad endeavor that some might say is way beyond their capacity. They are in over their heads with the church, which is one more picture, this church, the church that they are involved in, where also they have a men's and women's shelter, the men's ranch, there's two pictures here for that, next one, and the outreach to the dump, and you'll see one more picture. This is a, a little girl that I got to meet, and I wanted to take her home with me, but I couldn't. And then also the orphanage, which is the last picture. And that's where we, that's where we were um, with the uh, children there. The, there's just a few people working here, and yet so much is being done. One of the promises that God gave us while we were in Tijuana is Hebrews 13, 20, and 21. Now may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with every good th- everything good that you may do his will, working in us which is that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. One of the most encouraging times that we had was an opportunity to share with these men. I've kind of put strung together all the men that we were talking to. Um, share with these men from the scriptures. They were and are very hungry for the word. These men are leaders and shepherds, among the men at the shelter. They are very serious for Christ and have been transformed by his word. We were able to, able to share with these men about running the race from Hebrews 12. The motivation for the race, the kind of race, which is an endurance race, and the training for the race. Although there are many tasks that one could perform while in Tijuana, it seems to us that the most critical task is the communication of the word. We have been discussing how we could be involved more regularly in teaching and encourage in a, in a teaching and encouraging capacity in La Roca. Pray for the continued work of the Spirit in Tijuana. Welcome to La Roca. Love it. Thank you, Dan. Uh, so some take-homes, dads, for you uh, today. Uh, be at the gate of your home. Be engaged in what's happening. Don't be passive. Uh, be at the gate through prayer, praying for your kids. I would recommend that you ask your, your children and or your spouse, this question, what is the one prayer, uh, the one hope you have for this year? Ask them, what's your one hope this year? And uh, tell them you're going to be praying about it uh, daily uh, for the remainder of this calendar year. What's your one hope? Ask them and just own it uh, for the rest of the year. Another take home today is, hey, how about some bringing some more life to your home? And you might be kind of tired. You might be kind of worn out. I encourage you to YouTube some, some bloopers Get yourself laughing. Watch some old films that'll get you laughing. Uh, have a good time. Loosen up, especially today. It's a good day to laugh, to have a good time. Uh, finally, this idea of being an, a shepherd owner. I tell you, Jesus told uh, Peter that his greatest need as a shepherd leader was to feed the sheep. Uh, I want to encourage you dads, make a commitment. Renew your commitment to being in the scriptures daily. Being in the word daily. Open up a book of Proverbs, even John. Next week will be in John, just like the following week will be in John, and the next week after that will be in John. Start reading ahead in John and equipping yourself and focusing on a verse or two and uh, just thinking about it throughout the week and then bringing it to your sheep, your little, your little lambs, and asking, hey, what do you think about this idea that Jesus says, I came that you might have life and have it life abundant? What do you think about that passage? Uh, are you experiencing, you could say to your own children, are you experiencing this life? Really, is this the kind of life that you imagined? 
that Christ is giving you now, or is there more for you? Ask those kind of questions. That's how you become the shepherd owner in your own homes. Uh, Praying, facilitating fun around the word. Life is good when all that's happening uh, in your lives. Would you join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, thank you so much for our dads. They matter. Uh, many dads uh, aren't, couldn't be in the service. Some dads have gone on to be with you in glory. And uh, we just acknowledge that we miss them terribly. And we, we just ask uh, that you would uh, be our father and help us be the dads you imagined. Fellas, with every eye closed and every head bowed, many of you are here. Maybe one of you has never made a decision personally to follow Jesus Christ as your uh, Lord and leader of your life. What would keep you from doing that right now? Right from where you're seated, I want to give you a chance right now, perhaps to renew your commitment to Him as your chief shepherd, uh, just by saying, God, thank you for Jesus. Uh, Right from where you're seated, pray this prayer with me. God, thank you for Jesus and His willingness to lay His life down for me. I accept Him as the Lord and leader of my life. If that was a prayer you just prayed, I want to acknowledge uh, your decision uh, privately. Would you just raise your hand if today's the day you said, yeah, I want to recommit to Christ or make a first-time decision. Raise your hand if that describes you today. Praise the Lord, several of you. Great, wonderful, great. Father, I just pray that you'll pour your life of peace, of joy, and Christ-likeness into the hearts of those who raise their hand to recommit to Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Many of you raised your hand on your way out. I want to encourage you. There's a prayer room right here on your right. Go in there and let someone know, hey, I raised my hand today. Maybe you could pray for me. They will. Thank you.